0: faith and stability
1: and total tranquility
0: i'm building off your energy
1: you listen to the enemy you're my peace not my enemy my lover and my friend indeed together
0: we will grow the seed growing orgasmic energy yo welcome back to another episode of orgasmic vibes i am one of your hosts grant michaels with the illustrious
1: and i'm queen Shay.
0: welcome back welcome back welcome back how you been?
1: Doing good. Excited about this week's topic.
0: I am too. I am too. And you over there smiling, so you, you you must be ready to jump into it.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. Been talking to a lot of people over a couple of weeks, and this has just been one that keeps coming up very prevalent in conversations. How present is your past in your future?
0: How present is your past in your future? Okay, elaborate.
1: You got it? So why are we the way we are? It's a lot of facets to that. Your childhood, your environment, your circle. So when I say how present is your past and your future, how many people have really sat down to analyze and be more self-aware to understand, okay, what did I witness growing up? What did I experience growing up and what happened to me growing up?
0: Hold up, now. Hold up, now. This topic sounds like it's gonna hold people accountable for themselves, right? Self accountability. Oh, okay.
1: Self awareness and really understanding why we are the way we are.
0: Ooh, okay. So, in in and self reflecting. Mm -hmm. So. You're telling me I need to look inside to see what I've been through. Do you need to go deeper to see why I am the way I am?
1: So, like I said, I've been talking to Hmm. a lot of people recently and at the stage we're in, a lot of us are nearing 40 or a little bit beyond 40. And either you're in a serious relationship, you're wondering why you can't sustain a, a relationship. Or you're in a marriage and maybe you're going through some things or trying to come out of some things. And what's the big word you always hear people say, especially on like the Breakfast Club? Therapy.
0: Mm.
1: So in going to therapy, you start to uncover, okay, do we have an issue or do I have an issue?
0: Okay, let's stop right there. How many of us are going to therapy?
1: More than you know, actually. Okay. More than you know. I think our community is past you know that stigma of black people don't go to therapy black people don't want help um, i don't think that's true this is a, a different generation and we're really trying to unlock our better selves and figure out you know how can i stop making these same mistakes because we're realizing when we get older time is not on our side time is moving and it's either i'm going to fix i'm going to fix it or i'm going to live in it mm. and i think we're more in the era of people are fixing it. Hence, a lot of podcasts. I think podcasts is indirect therapy.
0: This is very therapeutic.
1: I will. In indirect therapy. You listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts and we always come at each other like, Oh, you got to hear this podcast, man. They said this one line and that just made me think like, wow, do I need to do X, Y, Z? So, podcast has been therapeutic in our community so that's why I said it's not as taboo as it used to be therapy doesn't mean you have to now be on somebody's couch you know pandemic changed a lot you can get your therapy sessions over the phone you know over zoom different platforms so therapy is a little different and so going back you know how present is your past and your future if you're trying to co-mingle yourself with somebody else and jump into a relationship of any sort you may not understand that you have traumatic issues and the way you respond in times of conflict or adversity may be stemming from maybe how somebody talked to you when you were a kid you know maybe you came from a household where they yelled about everything they argued about everything so in your mind that's the way I'm going to resolve this issue with my partner, with my spouse. I got to yell to get my point across. But maybe that's that's the issue. You know, That's not the best way to communicate. And if that person didn't come from a household of doing that, then they feel offended. They feel attacked. Like, why are you coming at me? Why are you talking to me like that? You're not respecting me. So that's why I ask, why are we the way that we are? You really have to go back and unlock a lot of issues.
0: Okay. Well, for me... I'm always one trying to self-reflect, so ther- just kind of piggybacking on what you just said, going into the topic that you were currently discussing. Like for me, I'm not the type that's going to sit there and say, "Hey, I need to go to a therapist." But most people aren't sitting back, self-reflecting, trying to always self-improve like me. Mm-hmm. Like I always find fault in everything I do, so I'm always trying to analyze, like, how was this perceived? How was this? So
1: okay, but why? Wow, let's pause. Why do you find fault in everything you do? Because even just the way you said the word fault, like, why do you feel like it's just wrong? Like, why are you finding fault?
0: I'm not going to say wrong, but I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to be the best version of myself. I'm always trying to, I know my thought pattern is different, so I can say something, and it may not always be perceived how I'm trying to relate, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I could not be threatening in a in a and that was a horrible word but i'm i, I can not be a, in a certain context but what i'm saying can be taken out of context and be perceived in a certain way so because i know i'm very blunt and i'm i pride myself in being a little different um i don't i'm not gonna i'm not just gonna sit down for therapy but i'm always analyzing what i did like how was my behavior towards you on this topic How was mm-hmm. my behavior towards my kids on this topic in business how did I go about this sale? How did I go about this transaction? How did I go about this, this book or this business? So I'm always trying to improve. So with that being said, how can someone analyze, let's say they're not like me, let's say they're mm-hmm. not like an over, uh, over over overthinker, and they don't want to go to therapy? What's the tip you're giving someone who can, or what's the analyzation you can give someone to try to figure out who they are, what they are?
1: then you need to find someone that maybe you respect and look up to and you feel like they are in that place where you're trying to go or everybody knows somebody like, Oh man, they always seem to like have a good handle on things and it's a matter of finding that mentor or whatever you may want to call them. You know, somebody you maybe be as your life coach, if you will, where you feel there's the trust factor and let me go to this person. I feel like they'll give me some sound information. So Therapy is not just sitting with a professional. That's just the way everyone takes that word. You can get therapy from anybody if they're really able to listen to you, digest what you're saying, and then come back and give you a logical explanation. It may not be factual because they may not know everything, um, but that's that's the part of it where it's not just a one-time fix. It's multiple sessions of sitting out or talking to someone repeatedly. Like, okay, here's what we figured out from this. Now I want you to go try to do X, Y, Z, come back and let me know, how did that work for you? And then it's peeling back like, okay, you were right. Or this did work or this new way is a better way of doing that. And then that allowed more space, you know, to grow from there. So it's figuring out all of the little pieces (sighs) Uh, Like for me, I can use our, you know, our marriage um, where we both come from similar households, you know, two parent households, households weren't different. My family is um, not as emotionally available, I would say, or that's how I take it. Whereas your family is very um, aggressive in love, you know, it's it's in your face, you know. Everybody going to give you about five hugs in one setting or, you know, tell them you love them all the time. So it's, it's very obvious. Whereas I feel like my family, we we show that, we, you know, we come from acts of service. Like we going to do things to make you know how we feel. And so that's different. But I learned that about myself being around your family. Like, wait, why am I such an introvert? You know, do I want to be an introvert or was I just kind of molded to be an introvert? Because I'm definitely not as much of an introvert now. I'm more of a extrovert introvert, if you will. So, so you know.
0: question. <clears throat> well, not question, but um, with discovering that, what changes take place in life once you've made that discovery? Because... Like I said, this podcast is to help people. We talk about our personal experiences and mm-hmm. hopefully it can relate into your life and better benefit you in some form or fashion. So for for me, my therapy is you. You're my therapist. Like from I get I speak, we talk about everything, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what the topic is. And you are my other side, other voice, voice of reasoning, so to speak. So if I think I'm being irrational, I hear your I side of it, and then mm-hmm. from there, I, you may not necessarily give me examples to go work on or to do. But from the conversation that we have, and there's no ego in the conversation. So if mm-hmm. I'm you calling a spade a spade, you know you gonna you gonna hit the nail on the head and tell me exactly what's what. And, and because of the type of conversation we in, I ain't gonna take it any kind of way. But for the, there may be people who don't have that, or they need outside someone outside the relationship for that and once they get it how do they apply it like what questions are they asking themselves like what like how do you determine from this information you've gathered on yourself Mm -hmm. how to move forward and how to change behavior
1: i think you have to figure out is this something i can tackle myself or do i really need next level help somebody who's really certified and knows exactly what to tell me Because I do self-analyze, I know that, okay, yeah, obviously I could go sit on somebody's couch. I would take it all 100% in anything they tell me. I know that I'm going to go try it because that's just how I move. You know, I'm a um, cause and effect type person. Like, you know, I know what I'm doing is coming to a result of this impact on someone else or myself. But it's a matter of taking the next steps, even if that's one step to say, okay, if you know that, Your parents didn't give you X, Y, Z, and you have kids, and you're starting to see your kids kind of have the same patterns that you did, and it's really saying, "Am I going to take a step and do something outside of my box?" Asking that person who you trust, "Okay, then what do you suggest I try? What is that first step?" And actually going through and doing it. I'm more mindful, like I'm, you know, very, very mindful with my kids, with you as well. Of Am I saying I love them enough? Am I not just showing them, but do they really know it? Do they really feel it? So always thinking on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, what am I doing? Even if that means writing notes, setting reminders to make yourself do these things, doing self-research. Almost everything we need is is on the internet. You can Google anything. There's almost a course for everything. There's a video, like there's something out there. So Somebody may be intimidated or feel away, like maybe, you know, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to share this with someone. You can go find your own information. Like I said, podcasts, it's a lot of videos, YouTube, it's something out there. There's books, you know. So it's really taking the action of figuring out how can I correct or change this pattern. And if nothing is changing, then you you have to be a realist too. Like, okay, I have a lot of issues. And I'm not talking about myself, but if somebody really feels like you know I can't really fix this then you need to go to somebody else because all you're going to do honestly is take it to the next generation you're going to take that to your spouse or your partner you bring kids into this now you're starting to do the same stuff to your kids that cycles they always say cycles and cycles or generational curses I'm not going to say it's a curse because I feel like it's things that we can control we can stop but if you choose not to then you can't be surprised when the same thing is happening again and again and again.
0: So you hit on it. You said these behaviors, um, stem from, I think you said childhood. Um, Mm -hmm. so it, it, it stems from your past, right? How do you identify them? Let's, let's shape this to help folk. So how do you identify with a behavior? Because to the average person, they're normal. What they're doing is the norm. They don't see a problem. Most people don't find fault with themselves. They don't so how do you identify it? What are you looking for? Uh, I can't from? really
1: give, you know, that high level answer. Sometimes it takes for something big to happen, for somebody to really say, Hey, it's you. Like you've been coming to us. If you have a good group of friends and friends realize, okay, you keep telling us you're having these problems, or the same thing happened in these relationships. You're the common denominator. So maybe it's somebody else really being honest and in your face and transparent to say, you know, I'm not trying to come at you wrong, but I think you need you need to take a step back. Like, you know, why are you so angry?
0: Okay, Like, maybe
1: you need to go to anger management. Like, what's causing you to be this angry? And if you say, I'm fine, I'm fine. People love to say all the time, how you doing? I'm fine. I think that's that's, a a, a lie half the time. And we don't mean to do that. It's just we're programmed to put the best on the outside and say, oh, I'm fine.
0: And it's a defense mechanism. Right. You know, people, they they want to appear on the up and up at all times. Nobody right. wants to feel vulnerable or feel defeated or feel less than. I get that. But, so, from what you just said, f- people can identify with what they have by speaking. Well, let me, let me take it back. People can identify what the, what's going on from like you said, they may be going through relationship, 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 an exact same outcome, exact mm-hmm. same way it's happening. So, and then, and, and you also said friendships because mm-hmm. this isn't all about relationships, as right. in, You know, a spouse, this your circle,
1: be. your main circle. Um, not being funny, I mean, if you hanging with a bunch of people that's you know they don't really want more or they live on causing somebody else drama. All of y'all have a dramatic relationship. Then okay. Then the issue is your whole circle and you for staying in the circle Um, versus like changing your environment. Like, okay, let me go to a different space. Let me check out this brunch or go to, you know, just change up my environment altogether to be around some different people that will force you to unlock because that'll really have you thinking like, man, is it me? Like none of these people seem to have these issues. What are they doing different? And just being observant to see, okay, let me really take a step back and see, like, what's the difference? What are they doing? How are they talking to people? How are they communicating? Um, How are they acting if something is bad and doesn't go their way? So, you know, you just really have to take a step back because a lot of times we'll say, oh, nothing is working. It's like, well, what are you looking for? Like, are you intuitively looking for what you're used to? Or are you looking for what you didn't have? Or are you looking for what you want? So your actions and not doing that self-evaluation can take you down multiple avenues, you know, in any situation. Like maybe you're somebody that you didn't have a dad growing up. So you feel like you always need to be with someone. You need a man. You feel like you need that because you didn't have that father figure and you're trying to find that in other males, or maybe you're someone that didn't feel protected as a child. and the first person comes along, man or woman, that makes you feel comfortable and protected and safe. That person may not be what you need, but they're providing something that you, you know, you feel like you were lacking. So it's just so much when you take it back to realize like, what is impacting me? What, what things were missing or things were present that made life difficult? And sometimes you attract that because that's all you know. You're either going to attract it or you're going to go in the opposite direction and me, say, I know I don't want that.
0: For me, I think in situations like that, I think people have to get out of their own head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's easier said than done, I mean, obviously, because what you want is what you want. What you feel like you need is what you feel like you need. And you, it's, it's hard to, to change that. But the hard reality is if people can get out of their own head like I get the daddy issue. I get the mommy issue. I get the companion, the, the, the left alone. Um, Mm -hmm. I get that. That's a whole thing. And people go through that. But at the end of the day, you have to evolve. You have to mature. You have to strive for greater, move forward and move past certain issues. So I get that that may be a certain trauma from certain folks. I get it. I a hundred percent get it. But at the end of the day, if that was an issue for you at 25, an issue for you at 30, an issue for you at 35, how, as an adult, as a functioning adult, is that still an issue for you at 40? So now we're going on a 20-year issue of something that you, and everybody don't know how to deal with something, deal with issues. Everybody don't have the resources. Everybody doesn't have the, the circle. But you can build each of those things. And but that's
1: self-work. You gotta right. put in Most the work. Most
0: people look to play the victim. I'm not saying all, but some people they they like the woe is me. They mm-hmm. like the attention the that they get, the sympathy. They that's a topic on a whole another subject there. So, but that goes back to what but, I said.
1: Maybe they feel like <clears throat> nobody sympathized with me as a kid. Like nobody thought to say, okay, maybe you know I feel this way, or I'm always crying, or doing X, Y, Z, or yelling because no one's here for me. Then world. as an adult if they say oh like if i look sad or if i make this post and i cry then everybody's like oh i'm going to pray for you you know reach out to me if you need something victim role you say victim role but i think it's um they're just trying to survive they're in survival mode like i know it comes off as victim mode to you but if they're not aware They're doing it or why they're doing it I don't want to say it's a victim Because they don't really know
0: Well The action itself Is victim role Mm -hmm. victim And they're adhering to it They may not acknowledge what they're doing Because this is all they may know But regardless of the fact That comes from A deep rooted something else And you know like And on this topic uh, I was kind of letting you kind of spearhead it But on this topic, it's several things that builds into that. It comes from childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. It comes from their environment. Mm-hmm. It comes from their circle. Mm-hmm. It comes from they they direct connections and links. So if you're sitting there and, well, I'm not even going to say sitting there. Let's say if you experience certain things as a child, as an adolescent, now you're an adult, and you're trying to move forward in life and do these things that you've always wanted, you're trying to find companionship. You're trying to find your career path. You're trying to find just your way. But if your foundation is that rocky, that that shaky, I'm going to say something that most people don't ever say. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to build forward off of that foundation, that's a problem in my eyes okay. because your foundation is hella rocky. Your foundation is all over the place. You've experienced childhood trauma. You've experienced Depression in some fact you've mm-hmm. experienced, um, like what's it called when you abandonment? You've that's what I was trying to say. You've experienced some form of abandon ship but yet now you're moving forward trying to take these traumas into a woman's life and, and be her man. Mm-hmm. Come on,
1: now. I mean it spills over. So I mean that's something I feel like people don't uncover or talk about until something bad has happened, and it's not that it's too late, but it's very late. Whereas what if you know? On those first dates, like if you start asking the hard questions of somebody like, oh, like, what's your favorite place to eat? What's your favorite color? Blah, 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 blah. All the stuff that matters. But in the grand scheme of things does not matter. If somebody sat down and like, okay, like, how was your childhood? Did you have any traumatic experiences? Like, did you feel like someone didn't care for you? Did you feel loved enough? Yes, it would be somebody would be taken aback, but it would really make you think because now. If I'm the one asking you these questions day one, that means I'm self-aware. And I want to know where are you. That's scary. And to say, ooh, you don't know the answers to any of this. You would scare me if you asked
0: me that on date one. You would scare me.
1: I get that. But I feel like people don't ask the right questions. They don't ask enough. And then when you find it out, it's because something happened. And then you kind of had to put the pieces of the puzzle together to say, okay he's doing this because of this. I've now seen his family. I've sat back and watched them do this or I see how that parent does this or relies on this person because some people, they were the adult as the child and they handle everything. So, you know, they do come off as being mature and they have it all together and like, wow, they can manage a lot. But does that person want to manage a lot or are is that just a role they've always played? Like they have to in their family and that can be weighing on that person. But if nobody's asking these questions, then mm, it's you get it. You could be getting a different person on the surface. And then later years into this, you realize like,
0: wow, this person is very Bingo. broken. Bingo. You hit the nail on the head. That's kind of, that's the exact direction I was going in. And I'm going to use myself, um, as an example, there have been prior, I uh, clearly prior to meeting you, even when I first met you, um, you most people give a version of themselves that they think the other person is looking for, that they think that's going to attract the other person, that's going to make the other person feel comfy. For like, for like me, let's go back ten, fifteen years. Truth be told, I used to smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> and every time I would date a woman, I'm thinking, all right, she probably don't like a joker who smoked. So. Let me not smoke around her. Let me freshen up. Let me do this. Let me, you know what I'm saying? And then later on down the line, if me and that person move forward, now I come in smelling like weed, and now it's a problem because I didn't present that to them. I presented what I thought they wanted. Or if someone's very immature, most immature people know they're immature, believe it or not. And And so when they get around certain places or certain people, they put on a facade of who they think the pe- the room wants to see. So, with that being said, like most folk don't bring their genuine self into a relationship mm-hmm. or into meeting someone. Or if they do, they try to be, put so much emphasis on who they are. It's overbearing, opposed to just being who you are and let the person mm-hmm. react to it. So, that's the first thing. Um, and and most people, if you listen to this podcast, you probably. Of age to where you already know, look, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. Take it or leave it. But there's a lot of folk who get in relationships, and like you said, they because of past experiences or because they know they may find some fault in what they're doing, they present a certain version of themselves to that. So moving forward, where does that come from? How does that handle help the relationship? Most times it don't because you ain't being authentic. You ain't being yourself, man or female, because it goes both ways so just to jump in real quick, authenticity,
1: I right. think this goes back years and years and years. If you watch old movies, especially old movies of the so-called prevalent families, what do they always tell the kids? Oh, go put on your best dress.
0: Sunday's let's best. Let's
1: get your hair together. Let's Sunday's do this. Let's look your best. You need to look your best when we go downstairs or... You know, and if they're wealthy people, this family's here, this person is coming over. Everybody need to be on their best behavior, their best this. I think that's what, you know, society has done to say you need to show up in your best, like come best dress, come best this, best this. Not nobody says, like, just just come. And just find out, you know, obviously you don't want to come in acting a fool But I think it's just so much pressure to always look your best, do this and and put this. And now you have, you know, presented this so-called fake person, if you will, to everybody.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, are we forcing, forcing that on everybody instead of looking, you know, looking inward and saying, who am I? Here's who I really am. This is what you're getting. That's what it down to. If you came forward and somebody said, this is who I am, but this is where I'm trying to go. Yes, I have some issues. If you're willing to work with me or be on this journey while I do this, then this is what you're getting. Somebody can really respect that and decide, oh, that's cool. Well, then let me find out some stuff about myself, but that's just not what's happening.
0: Right. Now, that's what it stems to. So, we we, we talking about a lot. We're covering a lot of topics, but they all... Or on the same subject, your your who you are is direct correlation to your path, mm-hmm. what you've been through, what you what you've gone through, who you are, who your environment. So we're asking you if situations aren't as they seem. How is your environment? Mm-hmm. Um, if your childhood or your past has in hugely impacted you, how are you moving past that to better yourself for your situation or for the life you want? So if you're, if you have certain traumas, that's why we mentioned therapy. Mm -hmm. That's why we mentioned some form of therapy. How are you getting your thoughts out to help better impact your thought process, your mental, your, your emotional, your spiritual? How are you moving forward past that? Boom. After that's taken care of, how did you derive who you are? Like once you've unpacked, I think that's the term that they would use. Right. after you've unpacked everything, <laughs> how do you move forward with knowing, okay, I'm this way because my daddy was this, my mama was this, my older brothers and sisters was this. Um, once you discovered that, boom. How do What's you move plan? forward? How do you, you need mature? a plan. How do you mature? Right. And then this is the hardest part of this because most people are in circles that they're comfortable in. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you, your best friend is somebody you comfy with, especially if you got a friend who's been 15, 20 years in the game with you. Most people have at least a, one friend that's 10, 15, 20 years in the game, if they're 40. Um, how are you moving forward? Is this the group, core group that you want to move forward with? Is this the core group that's going to help you mature and see your path or, or get the way you're going?
1: Or is this the group that's always making an excuse or giving you a reason why that was okay for you to do it, XYZ? Right.
0: They they patented the right. Film. They're
1: like, no, that's fine if they to did, Blah blah blah. No, you need somebody that's going to be real and transparent. and Say, well, you know, you were wrong. Right. Then you need to take a step back. Right. If you can't tell me that I was wrong, or if I can't tell you you were wrong, or if I can't try to help you, then maybe this is the wrong. This is the wrong group.
0: So I'm big on that. Over the last couple of years, um, like I I, I listen to a lot of millionaires talk. I listen to a lot of billionaires talk. I, I'm, I'm always trying to. I'm listening to where I'm trying to go. so they always say, look at your inner circle, especially mm-hmm. if in the business world. um like look at your inner circle. Is the person that you talk to on a daily or weekly basis? are they are your goals aligned? Are they trying to get to the next level? Um I went to a situation where that necessarily wasn't my case where, yeah, me and this person, we best friends like we talk every day but it stems from the same thing that we've been talking about for the last 15, 20 years. Like that ain't where I want to be. So the relationship has somewhat of a strain. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to mature. I'm trying to expand. Like I'm thinking five, 10 years in advance. So I I said that to say this, how many of y'all are in circles where they're not, Mentally helping you Emotionally helping you Financially helping you Spiritually helping you To get to the next level
1: Accountability
0: Accountability Like Look at your best friends Look at the people That you talk to on a Daily Accountability If they're the the same jokers You've been Rocking and dealing Mm -hmm. with For the last 10-15 years And there's no growth There's literally no growth Financially Emotionally Spiritually Economically Any of that There's no growth Why are y'all friends Because it's comfortable Because you know this person It's good to hang out And talk to them occasionally but if you got goals and you're trying to get somewhere, you're trying to achieve something, that don't need to be your daily conversation. If it's just, oh, did you the daily gossip or what have you? Like, all right, boom, what you got going on this week? All right, what goals you got in this quarter? Right. How close are you to your goals? How many of your how many goals you got this year? All right, boom. How many of them are first quarter, second quarter, base? Like them, the conversations I'm trying to have to make right. sure this bag secured. Right, you feel me? You know what I'm saying like, all right, boom. How much? How much is this savings accumulated? How much is this fund accumulated? What business you trying to work on now? What business you working on for the next year to right. two, Right, or
1: how can we network? Like, okay, collectively, what can we all maybe come up with and right. do? Like, what do you right. bring? What do I bring? Can we now offer, you know, something to the community that allows us to all have our goals aligned. Like, okay, you good on the finances. Maybe you do real estate. You do insurance. You do X, Y, Z. Boom, let's build this conglomerate. Like, let's all bring our things together. So I think the takeaway is, you know, being accountable, um, having the mindset, having a different mindset and the growth, but going back and self-reflecting on in order to get here, in order to be aware of these things, going back to say how present is my past in, in my future
0: okay so and the the the, the podcast is, is stemming on relationships business emotions the whole nine so clearly that's the business side how can your past affect your future in your relationship and let's not and and let's keep it let's 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 frame the time frame mm-hmm. um how can our past? In these last ten years of marriage, mm-hmm. thirteen years of knowing each other, how does that past impact our future?
1: Um, you know, correcting things that didn't go right or moving further with things that did. Uh, it's a little different for us. We said this in another episode. We do check ins. We do a family meeting. So, you know, we have our truth moments. As we've said, our truth moments are times when you can really be transparent and say, "I don't like when you did X, Y, Z. Or this made me feel away." So, being transparent and taking, okay, in the first five years of marriage, this was okay, this was lacking, or this wasn't present at all. Okay, the next five years, what wasn't present needs to be very present. What was lacking needs to be stronger. And what was wrong, we should have fixed this or be at the tail end of fixing that and repeating that cycle. Because each stage also may present new problems. So maybe in stage two, in that second set, five years, there's a new problem. Or there's something that's been brought to the light because maybe that person is more self-aware by year six, by year seven. And now they know I thought I wanted this, but I don't. I need this from you. And telling your spouse, your partner, I need this is where I am in life. This is what I need from you. Are you able to provide that? Are you able to work with me for us to get this? And knowing that because what if that person says that's not where I am, that's not where I want to be, and that's not where I'm willing to go. Because everything doesn't always work,
0: mm-hmm. well, so for for me, um, and I take a lot into it. Because your past, your past and your current present is a projection or a setup for your future. So for me, um, I look at your mom and dad's marriage.
1: Mm-hmm. I look
0: at your auntie and uncle's marriage. Mm-hmm. I look at. You know your brother's marriage. I look at your best friend's marriage, and 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 I look at all the marriages that that touch you, that you were impacted by. Same for me. Like my situation is crazy. I I didn't realize this was my situation until we actually start, sat down and started talking. Her observation of marriage growing up and my observation of marriage was was totally different. Really I'm not even different. I'm not even just talking about our household.
1: Just in general,
0: like I'm from Williams Heights in North Florence, in in Florence, South Carolina. Um, I lived on Cameron Lane. Why am I saying that? I said that to say this. Literally everybody on my block came from a two-parent household. Like, I know cats that saw one or two people married growing up. Everybody in my family married. Like, every aunt, every uncle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Literally everybody on my street, like, Every single kid I grew up with came from a two-parent household. There was even a kid in our neighborhood, homie, went to the NFL, but um, his mom and dad, even when they separated, his dad moved into the house across the street. So I never saw people that never had a dual-parent interaction. I can't. Oh, I ain't gonna say never. Occasionally, I I seen one or two here or there, but so I took everything that I observed, just like you did, because she told me. There were things that she used to tell her parents about her mom, her mom. She, she asked her mom, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And her her mom would say, when you get married, you'll see. And that did bring me great joy. When you told me about a year or two ago, your mama came to you and was like, you know, when you was a little girl, you told me that such and such and such and such may or may not have happened. Right. I've always
1: been self-aware, even as a kid to say, okay, yes, I see some marriages. But as a kid, in my mind, I'm like, this don't seem right.
0: Right. Or Why is X, Y, Z happening?
1: Or why did right. this person allow this? Why does this person do this? And as a kid, I would say, when I get married, I'm not going to tolerate such and such. Or right. I'm going to do such and such. And I would get backlash like, no, that's what's normal. I'm like, okay, nah, that's what's normal that's for you. your normal. I'm telling yeah, you, no. I already mm. know that's not what I want in that capacity. And I right. stood by that. But again, I'm a different person too. Me too.
0: That, that's why we together. <laughs> yeah, so, different person. So we took those observations and like I self aware a lot. So like per- self
1: check, rather.
0: Right? Yeah, I'm very. I try to be self aware. I'm always trying. Mm-hmm. So I'm the type. This is a mantra that I've taught my son. I'm just something I've been going through over my entire life. And you can, if I'm if I'm if I'm lying, I'm flying. A man don't make a real man don't make the same mistake twice. Okay, I made a mistake. That's cool. That's normal. What did I learn from it? How do I move from it? So my past directly reflects my current relationship because I'm observant. I'm paying attention to how you move, how you act. If I do a certain something, your reaction tells me, okay, you made an A plus, you made an A, you made a B. Uh, boy, go sat down. That's a flat <laughs> F. You feel me? A flat, flat F, like a zero. So I use my past to 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 directly appear. And you know affect my, my my present and my future by trying to learn from mistakes or trying to better myself. Always trying to one up myself, and I think you do the same, right? You know, what I'm saying you're very together when it comes to oh, I bought you this, or oh, I did this four years ago. I'm like, you did, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? I may or may not even remember, but it was something that you you put your time and your effort into. So obviously, it's going to stand out in your timeline and your past. To me, it was oh, she did such and such. I'm excited, but I may not intricately remember, but I know for a fact that we both in and, and even childhood traumas, certain things that I witnessed as a child, I made sure I told man, my wife will never cry because of blah blah blah. Or I think
1: we're intentional with our trauma, if you will.
0: Most people we're aren't though. Why is it intentional
1: about trying to like escape it or but go most, the other way?
0: Most people don't. Like I'm not gonna say don't, but if someone if certain learned trauma behavior. if certain trauma is all somebody know that's normal for them they even start expecting right. it i don't get that 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 shit at I all i think it's
1: learned behavior and i mean i guess we can kind of leave this with the people to really figure out what are your learned behaviors we said earlier we both intentionally listen to podcasts of successful people mm-hmm. in different realms So our new learned behavior is like learning from other people. We may not know them on a personal level, but we feel like we know them. We know enough to feel like, oh, and TDJ, blah, blah, blah. Or certain people, we've listened so much, we can tell you like, oh, no, that happened to them, blah, blah, blah. Or he said, blah, blah, blah. So that's learned behavior. So you're being intentional. Mm -hmm. You're being accountable Mm -hmm. about your actions and, you know, how you want things to go so everybody go be intentional go be intentional about what's your next step what's going to be good for you good for your family be intentional and figure out what you're trying to do how you're trying to move and what you need to do to make that happen be intentional in all that you do business career whatever be intentional you know find some clarity find you one sound person that can hold you accountable. And help guide you and go from there.
0: Take it one step further. Don't be afraid to accept criticism. You know, like when people can tell me I may have screwed up at one point. I mean, I would get pissed. Like, who the hell are you to tell me, you know, X, Y, Z? Because I had a, a problem with authority. But now I'm at the point if somebody took the time to come and give you corrective criticism, be it positive or negative, I can accept it cipher through the foolishness but all right cool out of all of that 10 minute conversation the 10 seconds that he said you need to mature and blah 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 you know i I can cipher through it's some people that you can especially in relationships like that's supposed to be your better half that's supposed to be the person that confides in you you confide in them if your spouse or your other better half come to you and they have a genuine concern i'm not gonna say just jump on it sit down and discuss it though like okay you said blah 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 why do you say that let's have an a outside like consensus mm-hmm. cuz you got somebody on the outside looking in trying to tell you what they're observing granted their observation may be from a immature place or that's why just listen and de- determine but we said all that to say this you know things of your past definitely affect your future be it your childhood be it your adolescent years your young adult years or as an adult past relationships reflect or eat, uh, affect your current relationships, previous jobs, or how you how you observed or experienced you know financial gains. Obviously, depict or affect your future. How are you letting it happen? Because mm-hmm. just because you witness a low income household, don't mean that's you have just to be in one. yeah. That's what you witness. Yeah, that's the norm to you. But do you want that to be your norm? Just because you witness turmoil in a relationship as a child or as an adult or in your previous relationships. Just because you may have had the same type of relationship, two or three relationships in a row, that don't mean that's the norm. Like, what are you doing to pursue different? Let's say if you're in a committed relationship and things aren't as they seem or they aren't on the up and up or they appear, okay, analyze what the hell is causing it. What actions have led up to this? Okay, that happened. Boom. Now you know what leads to it. How you correcting it? How
1: do you stop it? How do, how you, do you move forward
0: it? from it? How do you change it? How do you correct it? You know, and and that's what we're getting at. Like the past directly affects your future. You know, if you used to uh, overdraft fees, that ain't the norm. <laughs> you know, you can obviously, you know, move past that and get better. And 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 that was the premise of, of this particular episode, um, you know, just. Identifying triggers, identifying what leads to certain actions, identifying why you are you, self reflect. Ask yourself the important questions.
1: Use that information to grow.
0: Yeah, ask yourself the important questions. Ask your spouse. Interview each other. You know, how you gonna grow if you don't talk, grow and move, move forward.
1: Right. So we're gonna leave you with that. We hope you go unlock your past, move forward, and. Create the future that you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Tomorrow starts today. And it all starts with a thought. You know, manifest it. Write it down. Move forward.
1: Change your vibes. And be orgasmic better. Orgasmic vibes.
0: Yeah. Because that arguing and crap ain't it. That ain't no foretrasher. <laughs> At all. That ain't it.
1: Go be better. Mm-hmm. I'm Queen Shay.
0: I'm Grant Michaels.
1: And we're orgasmic vibes.